In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to be the best owner that your dog could ever wish for. Your dog is so lucky they've got you. The thing is, so many people have dogs that may need a surgery, Tom. Like they may need, you'll know about this, Mr. Vet. Uh, They may need a spay, a castration. I know little Blink needed a patella op. Um, It could be a spinal surgery. Maybe you've been very unfortunate. And maybe you've even just had to have one of my clients at the moment is removing a dog's back dew claws. Mm -hmm. Um, And another one... A friend of mine, her little dog's got a hernia. So yep. you know what? Lots of little like niggly things. One of my dogs had to have a strip removed. Mm-hmm. So a strip of um, yep. mammary um, tissue. So yep. you know tomorrow, what? Lots of these. Tomorrow I'll be doing a surgery um, or taking some fat to be able to grow stem cells to put into a dog's joints for their mobility. Literally the options are endless for the the kinds of things that a dog might need surgery for. And there, you know, it's a time that where relationships can be a bit stretched you can feel a little bit stressed about all the different things that you need to consider and keeping them contained and everything else all of the things that you might need to consider in the house all of the things you might need to consider out of the house when you're allowed to do certain things because I know when I've left my vets and had one of our dogs spayed they might say things like no no they'll be back to normal in a couple of days whereas actually I'll know that that isn't necessarily the way that we're going to play it so Mm -hmm. this podcast is dedicated to helping and and making sure I suppose holding your hand through um, a period of um, post-surgery Absolutely. Uh, and actually making sure that you are the very best owner that you can be for your dog and this is ultimately going to look after your bucket too so it's going to be a bit of a tips tennis yeah. where do we start what can we do what can we do to help let's go so first things first um, prior to your dog even having surgery it's really important that you get them used to um, when being contained in some way so we talk about this concept of presence doesn't mean access there's an entire episode um, on separation that has all the tips that um, that you could need um, to to cover that and grow that in the lead up to the surgery. So make sure to check that podcast episode out. And the key is that we, the way that I'd approach it is we want to try and minimize as many things as possible that our dog is going to have to work through after the surgery. If you can get it so that actually they're cool with 90% of things and they've only got the fact that they've had a surgery and a bit of, you know, a traumatic experience potentially to deal with, that's going to really help how full their bucket gets in that period and everything else. Okay, next tip, and it's it's a slightly broader one, is actually make sure um, when your dog is coming home um, that you're already um, very, very prepared in all of your setups. Yeah. And actually, you've also well-versed your family yeah. or whoever else might be helping take care of um, your dog and you 
actually post a, a surgery because some sp- surgeries or returns can be a little bit more stressful than others. I know that um, rehabbing um, sort of a spinal case for me has been quite difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that's something that when you bring something different into your home that you maybe haven't considered before you actually have to have enough prep and um, yeah. whatever it might be, whether that's a large puppy pen, whether that's um, a harness to be able to help you get them out, whether that is um, pads to be able to clean something, whether it is um, a disinfectant spray, whether it's a comfy um, memory foam bed, whether it is no bedding and changing some towels, whether it is actually just a quiet zen-like space. You might need it to a big end degree because there's a lot to consider or you may maybe just have it at the like very very um sort of like this is going to be a few days yeah. I, I suppose it's being prepared when you get home but also versing your whole family and what that might look like absolutely now next up um have the conversation with your vet prior to the surgery happening of how we're going to stop your dog interfering with the wound that's going to be there for some dogs it might be most appropriate to use something like one of those plastic cones like the buster collar and for other dogs a pet shirt can be really really effective and actually much more comfortable for them and the key is have the conversation beforehand and it might be that you have to kind of have two options ready to go because you're going to find out the leading on from that kind of an additional tip I'm, i'm stealing another one is make sure that you're getting these ahead of time and that your dog is actively used to them prior to the surgery. So actually, um, you know, getting them to interact with the, the big cone and put their head through it for their daily food allowance, getting them used to maybe putting their, the pet shirt on themselves. So you're literally holding the pet shirt up and there you're rewarding them for putting their head through so that it's not a wrestling match. Cause the last thing you need to engage in is a wrestling match when your dog potentially has a really big wound that you're really concerned about touching and it all gets a little bit frantic. Next one for me would be bringing a dog home from a surgery and actually making sure all of that's well set up. So for me, I would speak to the vet before they got my dog out. So I'd prefer to have spoken to them on the phone or in person, but not with the dog hanging around a waiting room. I don't want the dog out until um, we're going home. Uh, Next one, thinking about the car. Is it prepared? Is the car ready? And actually, this is all before the dog comes out of that surgery. Uh, And then for me also, I'd want to talk to the vet about any other antibiotics or pain meds because sometimes they are very well prescribed. And other times they're under prescribed, I feel. And I think sometimes you do need to know if your dog's a dog who particularly is um, poor in, in pain thresholds. Uh, so actually, you can be your best advocate for, for your dog and say, look, I know what he's like. He is a big baby. Is there anything I can make sure we do to make him comfortable so he doesn't see this as a horrendous experience? Equally, I think the other thing you could work at at this point is you. I was watching a video of a friend the other day. She was working with her dog who's um, a little bit sore at the moment and has hurt themselves but she was crying emotional mess really upset about it all and actually sometimes we do need to be strong for our pets and actually uh, being ready to pick them up I remember picking Blink up from her surgery and I really had to take a deep breath and swallow because I wasn't expecting to see a dog with number one all her leg was shaved Mm -hmm. number two she was completely lame which I'd taken her in sound and brought her out lame because she'd had a patella op and I think it was just a shock to see the wound to see the amount of shaving to see the fact that her whole leg was shaved to see the fact that she was very lame um and obviously within the 12 week period she looks a heck of a lot better but immediately it was a bit of a shock so i suppose it's 
being a little bit strong for your dogs in that moment and therefore looking after your own bucket absolutely next tip is what you might find when you're when you get your dog home and this is a really good tip this is really important and you might notice tom's bigging his own tip up Um, What you might find in those few days or even the week following surgery is that you might find that your dog becomes quite hyperactive. And you could easily assume that they've become quite hyperactive because they're being contained. They're not, you know, living their normal lifestyle. The reality is, and the research shows that hyperactivity is one of the most common signs of being sore and painful in dogs post-surgery. And so actually that might be a dog that we, we need to be thinking about giving extra pain relief to it used to be thought that you shouldn't give pain relief to them or give them minimal so that they still feel a little bit sore so that they don't try and do things that they'd normally do um, and, um, and and not realize that they have a wound the, the reality is the opposite we actually to keep them calm we need to keep them pain free and so if you're really struggling in keeping your dog calm in that that week post-op then you really need to have the conversation with your vet about whether additional pain relief might be warranted and I think that what Tom sa- says there and Tom as a vet and and me having been in this sort of situation a few times knowing that you are your dog's best advocate and knowing that you can say look I really think I could do with seven days pain relief rather than two mm. um, and I think it is okay yeah. I think a lot of people um, I don't know what it is but they really doubt that they could have any conversations with their vet mm. and I know as Tom as a vet and I know my um, local vet and, and a good few other friends who are vets are all actually up for that conversation mm. they like it Absolutely. to know that they're working with an owner who really cares yeah. or who has a, their dog's best interest and that doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong it just means more like there can be a normal human being conversation you are your dog's best advocate you know them better than anybody else so absolutely um you yeah you are able to do this okay i'm stealing another one because that was kind of only an add-on so you know what i would say uh, don't be in a rush to go out there and have a hoolie with your dog like literally don't be in a hurry so many people i mean blink 12 weeks post-surgery was um very carefully lead exercise treadmilled um wasn't swam wasn't free ranging wasn't off-leash running wasn't like having like crazy ball parties or retrieving or we were very very structured in her plan post op and her op was obviously a a, a leg break op so it, it wasn't necessarily um a little one um, and yet even with something like a spay a spay is a major surgery and your dog should not be going out the next day off lead I'm definitely no vet and at the same mm. time I, I I know that for sure that they should not mm. be off lead the next day exactly. racing around after a ball uh, and do leave themselves a bit vulnerable if they are so I think it's knowing the periods and actually sometimes erring on the side of caution rather than rushing yeah. out there and going okay he's got a lot of energy let's get him running let's question whether his pain meds are right let's question whether um, our setup is right let's question whether we've got enough impulse control here yeah absolutely next up we would create a list prior to the surgery of 10 different enrichment options that we could give our dogs and do with our dogs that would be appropriate to the the level of rest that they need so um the the key here is the level of rest that they need that's going to vary depending on the surgery and um, it's not it's rare that the whole animal the whole dog needs to be rested it's probably just a particular part of the animal so really establishing with your vet actually what kind of movements shouldn't they be doing and that's a really useful question to ask i think sometimes um you know if you ask your vet uh, i don't know you know what 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 should i be doing They're how long say, can i walk them every day because they tend to you know the majority of you know dog owners they tend to be quite 
optimistic and a little bit pushy in in what what they want to do. They want their dog off lead the next day. You've got to realize that when your vet answers this question, they're probably going to be coming from the point of view of dealing with all that that those that variety of people, and um, and so they're going to go over the top in saying rest, 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 very strict rest, right? In knowing that you're when probably going to meet them halfway. Rest now. Actually, if you ask the question, what kind of movements should I avoid with my dog after this surgery? They're going to be able to give you a really specific answer that's then going to allow you to best plan like what you do with them. Blink, when she had her op, it would have been for sure jumping. Yeah. So what she wants to do is jump around like a, a kangaroo. Yeah. That was definitely not the thing she should be doing. Yeah. So we um, prevented her from jumping. And for example, post spay, if it's, you know, your your typical kind of midline spay rather than a, a laparoscopic spay, it's, your vet's probably going to say something like any movement that extends the body, that elongates the body, that stretches that wound or any twisting movement's going to be uncomfortable for your dog. That's going to allow you to actually answer for yourself, is this activity appropriate for my dog right now or not? Now, next one, keep your dog rehydrated and then rehydrated post-op. So for me, my dogs are not always easy to get them to drink. They sometimes reject drinks. I would have ice cubes of fresh in my um, freezer. So I make up some of our fresh um, canine. It's an electrolyte-filled, rich dog drink. And it's perfect for post-op. It's perfect for uh, post-surgery. It's perfect for returning home because it's going to replenish. Right, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in addition to that kind of piggybacking on that an extra tip there ask your vet what are there any other things that I could be doing right you know it's vets don't often get asked that question and initially it might take them by surprise and then they'll probably get excited about all the things that you could be doing in addition to what is considered kind of the absolute essential Um, and so you've then got the opportunity to potentially give extra targeted specific input for that condition or that surgery that your dog has had all because you just asked the question right so I think, importantly, there's a lot you can be doing and there's certainly a lot you don't need to do. And yeah. I think it's a really, really good um, area to consider. The biggie, I think, for everybody out there is actually um, take it slow. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. rush, right? Ooh. You're better to... Oh, go on, go on. I thought of another one. Sorry. Um, it, it is that often we kind of think that we shouldn't ask for advice or we're worried about being everybody says everybody says to me when they ask for advice or they ask for kind of support they'll say I don't want to be that owner and I'm like I don't know who that owner is but you all seem to know them uh, but, but the point is is that actually your vet really does probably want to input um, and help and so ask your vet hey would you be open to me potentially emailing a photo of the wound in two days time three days time maybe then after you get um, feedback on that wound photo you could say hey do you mind if I send one in another few days or it just could to see even how be maybe I could take a video of her walking yeah. you could see how her lameness is now looking and then you could maybe advise me on if there's anything else to do or you could ask your vet do they know of any physios or yeah. anyone else that might input my own vet actually I was really impressed recently Tom they suggested that maybe I wanted to come in for some laser sessions yeah, so absolutely. actually that's something that I know your vets does yeah. but um, I obviously Tom Tom's vets is about an hour from me so my local vet is, is two minutes and um, so for me it's something that 
um, really was quite impressive to know mm. that in a local rural farm sort of community, um, that's quite unusual, wouldn't yeah. you say? And yet yeah. it's alternative things that our vets are now offering yeah. post-surgery or post, um, and it might be for the wound or it might be for the bone or it might be yeah. for the tissue healing. And there's lots of different things that you could be using it for. Uh, but actually, it's cool that there's lots of alternatives coming out there as Absolutely. well that your vets might be able to help to advise you on. Absolutely. And sometimes those things get unlocked by you asking the question, right? Um, so that's really important to say, don't be scared to ask the question. Don't worry about being that owner who they are um and um and really you know go forth and be your dog's guardian be your dog's advocate be your dog's hero one more uh sorry tom we're going with one more now um the, the other thing a lot of people say about being very careful with diets when you get home for me the most important thing is your dog has good supplementation mm-hmm. and of course nothing too rich and nothing yeah. too crazy but equally make sure the supplementation is is correct as yeah. well for your dog post um, surgery so for me i want to make sure that um i am putting the right the right things absolutely. in absolutely and post an anesthetic i'd always be thinking about making sure i mean we do this anyway but making sure that you've definitely got a probiotic in there um for example probio k9 from aok9 um and the the benefit of that is that the anesthetic is going to impact blood flow to the gut um and therefore that's why some dogs will get diarrhea post anesthetic um, and the thing is that also impacts the gut microbiome and stress impacts the gut microbiome not so it's necessarily all pretty- fit like behavioral stress, but more actually just stress that the body goes through in a change, right? So um, probiotic, really, really important. So it's all pretty impactful, right? When we're listening to that, everything's pretty impactful. So actually, the most important thing is that we um, really do tackle it. Absolutely. So guys, with that, go forth, be the very best dog owners your dog could ever wish for. You are going to be with this information now. We will see you next time. And remember, stay Stay sexy. sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video program, huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today, where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.